Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. When you blew on what? The coffee. <laughs> the coffee. We, we can edit that out. It's hot, so I blew on it, and it like, <laughs> I do the dishes at home, or I don't do the dishes. Sorry, I put the dishes away. So empty the dishwasher, put the mm-hmm. dishes away, and a lot of times I'll get to it right when that thing's done, and I'll pull that thing. Right, open. All the steam comes out. <laughs> Just blast my glasses, and yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. The problem is that I do it over and over again. It's like I don't, <laughs> I don't learn from my mistakes. Yeah, so. that happens when I open the oven. Yeah, like you know, cooking a pizza or something, steam comes out. So what you're going to want to do is open, wait, wait, and then go in. Right? So yeah. Open just a crack yeah. to, to <laughs> let, let the time. steam come out. Yeah. And you know, like I'll stand out, back, right? open up the crack, yeah. right. give it about ten seconds, and then open it fully. And then so for those who wear glasses or who eventually will, you're welcome. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fully informative show. And don't blow on your coffee if you wear glasses. Because <laughs> what's the trick there? How do you blow on your hot drink? Yeah, and stay. I remember take your uh, year, years ago, I went on a, a business trip to Jacksonville, Florida, in the middle of summer, and like you want to talk about humidity. Every time I walked outside, my glasses instantly just fogged up. I mean, bad. Not yeah. a little bit. Like can't see. Fogged up instantly. Yeah, it was miserable. Yeah, makes you glad that we live where we live, except for the rain and the snow. How did you guys do yeah. during mask the mask days? That was Glasses. a challenge because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't figure it out, dude. Like I I everything I tried to try different masks, try to wear them in different ways. Like it just I finally found a way. If I, if I got it far enough up and pinched it enough, it would it, it kind of pulled the glasses out a little bit. It seemed to work pretty okay. well. But, but yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. You're welcome. Yeah, no no problem. Sheesh. Yeah. Speaking of the rain and snow, I saw saw a thing the other day that said uh, you think it's April, but it's actually the hundred and sixth day of January. Yeah. I yeah. I'm down. Well, I mean, it's going to be close to 50, so that's something Yeah, today. We're heading the right direction. But it's, yeah, rainy and dreary. But there's snow in the forecast next week. No, I didn't see that. No, yeah. it changed. Are you sure? It's changed. Yeah, it's they good. changed it. Yeah, they, okay. Just rain. Chad, you good. don't know. Don't. Well, there was snow in the forecast don't say that. next week. Don't talk like that. Hey, tomorrow night yeah. we got the uh, our Good Friday service again with uh, Community Bible Church, our, our annual, third annual, is it now? Yeah, there's no I think so. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Say, wait, say that again so everybody can hear there it. Is I don't no think people tune in to hear about the, next week. the weather yeah. as much. So. Anyway. <laughs> tomorrow night, what are we doing? Good Friday. Good Friday. Snow or no snow. Yeah. Good Friday. Looking forward to it. Yep. yep. And then, of course, uh, the Resurrection Sunday and our services at both locations, so... It's a good week. It's a busy week, but great week just to focus on it's a busy week. all yep. the good stuff. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. Anything else going on that we need to talk about? Got nothing. All right. Well, should we just dive right in then? Just dive, dive. Let's uh, can let's cannonball. Oh, let's cannonball. He's a bad boy. Even better. Yeah, this is one of those yeah. discussions that will probably upset some people. Yeah, we might ruffle some feathers today. Most likely. Yeah. Uh, so our, our topic today, we're, we're going to have to yeah. not let Brent check the, the, the thread <laughs> the, the, the afterwards, comments. <laughs> the comments afterwards. I promise not to comment unless I have permission from you guys first. So. I don't know, I've, I've already put Brent's email address in the chat for don't, anybody don't, that wants to respond. Don't do it, dude. Yeah. Don't do it. 
I'm still mad about the guy that got mad at me about exactly. Judeo-Christian ethic. We used that in a, in a podcast once, and he's like, that's not a thing. And it's like, it's totally a yeah. thing, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, what he was what he thought it meant wasn't what it meant, but it was still like I wanted to... I wanted to lay into him, but yes, you did. Yeah. But it was not the right thing for me to do <laughs> as a representative of the door or Christ. There you go. So, yes. Well, so our, we'll our, just see what happens here. Yeah. Our topic today was kind of spawned by uh, a Facebook post that I saw from uh, a pastor friend of mine. I don't know him super well. Uh, maybe an acquaintance. Would <laughs> Does be. he watch the podcast? <laughs> uh, I, well, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, oh, can I say yeah. something real quick? Yeah. Gosh, I hate to interrupt you right now. No, no. We we recently switched like our Facebook pages, right? To to where this is being seen. It used to be seen on the private page, and now it's seen on the public page. Now it's seen on right. YouTube. Well, but we post the link. Just um, the link is to, on the public. Exactly, the public. Yeah, because there's sure. people now seeing which it. Which I haven't done that yet this morning. Before. There's people yeah. that oh. are now accessing it and becoming aware of it. And so we just want to say, like, first of all, welcome. And that's like one. Of, that's kind of the change that that you see is if you're just now thinking, oh my gosh, this is some new thing that they're doing. I've never seen this before. We've been doing it for we probably have like two or and a half years worth of episodes or materials. Probably, so you can, yeah. You we can started go back. at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. So like we we would just encourage you like to go check that out. There's kind of a backlog of of stuff if you want to. If you find it helpful, like if if. Gosh, I can't believe I'm. Are you going to say yeah, if you if you do like this, like, like if you this, find this podcast this brought to you by the podcast informational and helpful, <laughs> like more more people will know, you know. And what we're we we don't want to pass the rest of our lives. We'd rather do this. So help us out. Hit the button. You know, right? Okay, that wasn't fun. Subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Smash that like button. Anyway, yeah. I, I mainly wanted to say if you're if you're new to seeing this or realizing this is here that it's actually there's a backlog. There's a back. Maybe yeah. wait till the next episode that's not so controversial <laughs> before you tell people about it. Just I don't know. I can think of a few gnarly ones back yeah. there in the we have, yeah. in the past. Well, and it's worth mentioning that you know we try to talk about things here on the podcast that might not necessarily come up on a Sunday morning uh, from the pulpit. Yeah, that's um, half the point, right? You know, and, and it's you know very conversational, and you know we we like questions from people. And a lot of our episodes are the result of questions that people ask us. And so, um, yeah, anyway, mm -hmm. smash that like button. Sorry. Didn't mean to, <laughs> didn't mean to interrupt you. And uh, maybe, maybe you, I didn't post it. Could you post it since we now have made a big deal about posting it? We can do, we can do it after <laughs> okay. the fact. Yeah. We can do it later. Anyway, uh, so our topic today was spawned by a, a post that I saw from, from a pastor uh, that I know. Um, who uh, is uh, lives out of state, not not even anywhere here in Oregon or anywhere uh, locally that anybody would know, and it just kind of got me to think. Uh, so let me read the post, and then we can just kind of unpack uh, what's in it. Uh, so this pastor says, uh, "Don't know who needs to hear this, but for the believer, the title of apolitical is one of disobedience. We are called through the Scriptures to engage in the good fight of faith." In the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, we are to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with evil and allow the restrainer to work in the world during this present church age. God knows no difference between the sacred and the secular. We are told to be about our Father's business wherever we are and wherever we go. The legislative portal is the most massive entry of demonic evil in our nation. If the church would rise, a crushing victory would quickly ensue. Mm -hmm. But apolitical pastors and leaders have rendered the flock impotent. Don't be deceived. Beware of the silent pulpits and the misrepresented message of what spreading the gospel, in quotes, uh, really means. Get involved. Got to read all the hashtags. Uh, oh, hashtags. Uh, hashtag ambassadors for Christ. Hashtag salt and light. Hashtag Bible. 
hashtag stewardship, hashtag voice of truth, hashtag prayer, hashtag our father's business. Hashtag post millennial. What? what? <laughs> Is that Maybe. on there? No, no. no, it's no. Not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, re- I, I'm hearing you read this and it's like, what's this dude's eschatology? Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I, we're not going to get into that today, but I have. Some oh, ideas. yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we are, Chad. Um, and I, just, I, I read not? that, and, you know, there, there's, you know, maybe some, some truthful things in there and some, some things that aren't good uh, in there at the same time. But it just got me thinking that there's, this is probably not an uncommon way of thinking for a lot of Christians and a lot of pastors. Well, it's I mean, it should be worth talking about. You've heard this, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've basically heard Christians, people that you've known in your life or been yeah. around that, that say basically this. I know. I, I, I think it's very common right now yeah. in, in the American church, especially. Um, I would say the majority of churches in America probably think this way. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there's no basis for that poll or anything, but but just what I'm seeing, you know. Yeah, I think that's an accurate statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so I want to go through kind of some of the different statements that are made and, and get your guys' thoughts, but maybe first off, like like what what's good and what's not good about just in general. About maybe this maybe first just. Describe or define what apolitical is for those who may not know what it means. Yeah, so apolitical is, is like being not political, saying I'm not, I'm not going to engage in politics. Um, maybe it doesn't matter to me. I don't care about it. It's other people's job to figure it out. Uh, so I'm just going to be indifferent towards politics. Yeah. And, and I would even maybe add the term culture wars in that because it's just kind of a thing today. Um, that there's a fine line between politics and culture wars or maybe a blurry line growing up and you know in my family and kind of in America at the time I remember this is this was kind of a normal thing you you had your politics but you kept them pretty quiet and uh, you didn't talk about them you never brought them up at the dinner table you yeah. didn't talk about them in mixed company it was just one of those things religion and politics were kind of For like sure. something you didn't talk about and and now because things are changing and you know it, you you have to speak up or or according to this guy you're in sin right as a Christian so yeah. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. So so now that we you know apolitical culture wars like what's 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 good about this statement? What's not good about it? I mean, I think he he says a lot of true things, uh, but then he makes some false conclusions. So, you know, he he basically says we're called through the scriptures to engage in um the good fight of faith. It's yeah. true, you know, but then what he, how he describes it is, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily. Right. And um, that's all we'll get to the question in yeah. a minute. Like no what, difference what between, sa- yeah, no difference between sacred and secular. That's true. But then he comes to a, another conclusion that's like, well, wait a sec. Uh, so there's a lot of that, even his hashtags, they're all hashtags we would agree with, but what he means by them mm-hmm. is, is kind of maybe questionable. Right. And he's saying it matter of fact, this is the way it is. Uh, you know, do this or else kind of thing. And, yeah. and I, I would disagree with that. But Yeah, this is pretty strong, the way that he he writes this. Like, this dude's pretty certain. Um, but even, like, that statement that you just brought up, like, um, I'd like to know what his interpretation of the good fight of faith is. <laughs> right, right. Because I, when I think of faith... I'm, I'm thinking of something maybe different than sure. what he's thinking of. And, and we'll, we'll get to that about okay. what, what, you know, how we see Scripture telling us what yeah, the sure. good fight is. But, yeah, I think definitely it's obvious that you know, what he thinks the good fight is is probably not what we think the good fight is. Sure. <laughs> no, it's clear. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even to say that um, basically I would say we run the church here in probably a bit of an apolitical way. Uh, we don't emphasize politics from the pulpit. Uh, we do talk about sin. We do talk about yeah. you know righteousness, things like that. But as far as getting into the culture wars uh, from the yeah. pulpit, uh, we're, we would probably be one of these pastors and one of these churches he's talking about. Yeah. So when he says that you're being disobedient to the scriptures and disobedient to Christ, I think you have to make the, the distinction. There's a, a difference between somebody who's 
uh, apolitical and someone who doesn't see politics as the solution. Mm-hmm. And, right. that, and I think we're going to get into that yeah, probably. Yeah. But just, that, that's, there's a difference in those things. I just heard yeah. Piper talk about, he was kind of speaking on this. I forget what the context was, but someone had asked him the question, really basically this, like Christianity and politics. Like, what does that look like? And he was making the difference that us as individual Christians um, are going to talk about these things. We are going to have opinions on these things when we get into conversations with people. And then there's kind of the church as a whole and how they approach these things. But then he said, there's the pulpit, there's, there's the preacher and how he approaches the congregation with these things. And, and his whole, whole thing was that he wants to maintain a prophetic voice. And the way you maintain a prophetic voice is that you, you, um, get in the face of everybody where the Bible gets in the face of everybody. So, that means Republicans, that means Democrats, that means that you're, you're, the, the truth is always, and the principles in the Bible is always superseding political parties, right, from the pulpit. And so that's, that's kind of the, main, the maintaining of that prophetic voice, where you're always yeah. going over the top of that. And so it, and so it, it seems, sense. my point is that it sounds apolitical, because you're not actually addressing those things, you're going over the top of those things. Right. But it, but I, I like that. I like that approach, and I think that's what we've done here. Yeah. Um, at the door, is we've attempted to just kind of maintain that that prophetic high ground, like the bigger picture. Well, because yeah. our assumption is that and, if somebody comes to Christ, yes. receives the gospel, yes. is born again of the Spirit, yes. that their their view on these things will change. Right. For sure. Um, you know, you can't. You know, First Corinthians two talks about how the natural man doesn't receive these things. Yes. He's not able to. They're spiritually discerned, and so a lot of these things that we're trying to do, we're trying to get people who are dead. And you know, spiritually, sure. to to go along with these ideas, well, the the answer is not politics. It's, right. it's far above that. Right. It's, it's right. the gospel. And our job is to continually tell people we are not Democrats and we are not Republicans. We are Christians. We are yeah. Christians first, above all else. And so there 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 has to be a consistent feeding right. of that kind of a voice right. over the top of what they want to hear. They they want to hear us all fit into the category and kill and demonize the other one. Right. Where, where the, really our job as pastors, you know, shepherds of the word is, is to kind of um, offend everybody equally <laughs> and get in the face of everybody equally, according to what Jesus has, <clears throat> hasn't said. Yeah. So, and okay. I think a guy like Piper, like that's a helpful distinction. He's, he's pretty masterful at yeah, staying sure. above the fray yeah. um, in, in a godly way. Um, and I appreciate that and respect that about him immensely. And, and, yep. you know, Try, try to model that as best as I can. I know you guys do too. Yeah. But if, I, but if I'm sitting in a room with somebody and it's just casual, you know, kind of one-on-one or whatever, you know, a small, like, I, if, and someone asked me what I think about this or think about right. that, no problem with having that conversation. I'm no. not trying to hide something. Yeah. So, right. All right. And, and there's probably a, an important distinction. One thing, like you were talking about, you know, Piper and his kind of tack on this. Um, you know, we, we might we might encourage individual Christians mm-hmm. to, to engage Politically, I mean, there's you know, good ways to do it and bad ways to do it. But, sure. Um, but would we say that politics is the church's fight to engage in? Maybe not. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, I think we're going to define that a little bit more clearly. Yeah. But yeah. but um, I think there's times when God calls certain individuals to, to sure. certain things. And I sure. think we've seen that throughout history. And, um, I mean, William Wilberforce is a great example of somebody who uh, God uniquely placed in a position and and then he helped take down the slave trade in in England, something that would be heinous to to, to God. He wouldn't, you know. And, and yet, here, here this guy got he was a political activist basically to shut down slavery. Yep. Um, God called him to that. There's no question yeah. about it. That's good. Yep. Um, and, and I think there's people today that God calls to these things. So yes, but but when you look at what Christians are called to in general, yes, 
there, there's something much greater that we're called to right. be well, and this is the difference, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like our, our religion absolutely informs our politics. You can't, you can't get right. away, you can't get away from it. But when our politics hijack our religion, um, like there, that's a problem. Right. And yeah. this is, I think, right. When we get them in the wrong, um, priority, yes. the wrong order. And this is what I think we see more and more as, as the years go on in the church is we see, um, a shifting of priority, right? Where we, we see brothers and sisters in Christ that are ultra consumed with the wrong thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so the first question I had is: is, is it disobedient to be apolitical? And based on you know our discussion thus far, I might, I might say that's the wrong question to ask. Yeah, uh, it might not be a fair uh, a fair question or a fair uh, statement to say that it's disobedient to be apolitical. Sure, and it could. De- it could be contextual too. It could depend yeah. on what it is we're talking about. Sure. So just broadly, like that is the wrong question. Yeah. <laughs> but if but if it we're specifying what it is that that we're engaging it for, uh, you know, there's sure. times. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I think we've we've taken the the position that you know as pastors leading a church that um, you know we're speaking to things greater than politics mm-hmm. in the hope that these greater things as people figure them out then you know kind of the the, the trickle down effect to what you said Brent is right. that some of these things will just kind of take care of themselves as we call people uh, to faith in Christ. Well, and I guess I'd ask the question: Is it more disobedient to alienate half of the population? Uh, that need to hear the gospel of Christ right. because you want to put a flag on your on your church website, yeah. um, and and not not that there's anything wrong with the flag, but it's been kind of co opted by the Republican Party. It seems like it's, sure. it's now a Republican symbol, which that's a shame in and of itself. Whole different conversation, but but when we portray ourselves as one side and, and alienate the other side from from the gospel, right. that that's pretty disobedient to the Great Commission. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Um, so, so with all that, how how can Christians engage politically in a godly manner? How can we how can we engage in the culture wars uh, in a godly way? Like this guy talks about in his in the statement, and we'll talk about this piece of it more in a minute. But about like rising up and crushing victory, and you know th- those kinds of things. And, and again, like you're just alienating people. If the church is crushing somebody, right. <laughs> that's probably not good. If, um, I, if I speak with the tongue of angels yep. and have not love. I am nothing. If I can move mountains, <laughs> direct them around, and tell them what to do, and have not love, um, I have nothing. Right. It, like th- this to me is the key, and this is where I think I'm most challenged with what I do see um, in the evangelical world as they engage in politics. Is they're isolating half the pop the people that actually need to hear the gospel mm-hmm. of love. Right. And so, um, if if I if I feel extremely called and passionate about engaging. In politics, and I have not love, you know, I can just see Paul saying this, tacking it onto his statement, yeah. uh, then I have nothing. <laughs> like, what am I crusading for, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so it's not even just what we do, again, it's, it's how we do it. Like, it, it really matters how the Christian engages culture, um, yeah. politics, society, um, all of it. How we do it matters to Christ most. Absolutely. I would say one of the common denominators that I see, not not with everybody, but a generalization about um, Christians who have gotten ultra political, almost like like extremists or you know that kind of thing, is they're angry, ultra anger, yeah. just super right. angry, ultra ha- divisive. Hateful, That's what they lead with. They lead with anger, yep. and, and like this guy, even some of his language, you know, we need to rise up and crush. We need to. I mean, it's just like this dude is angry. Yep. And I was thinking about you were telling a story about a Canadian pastor recently that that stood outside of a uh, library library that yeah, was having a that. Um, transvestite yeah, like a drag uh, drag yep. queen story yep. hour. 
That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I don't think you can say the other word anymore. And he was arrested. Now, all he was doing was standing out there quietly protesting with maybe a sign or something. I don't know exactly what it was. But um, I I thought, what a neat picture of, like, somebody who's willing to say this is sin, this Mm -hmm. is wrong, this doesn't glorify and honor God, but, but he wasn't yelling at them and calling them, you know, it, yeah, I picture the God hates, you right. know, signs that, that people, you know, the Westboro Baptist church kind of thing, you know, when we come across that way, yep. um, we're just fueling the fire of anger yeah. and, and the separation and that's even more. Absolutely yeah. sinful. Um, and yet we, we are called to, I mean, the, the greatest thing we can do part of the gospel is to let people know what sin is and what yes. righteousness is and, and that they lack it and that yes. Christ is the answer. And so, so we have to engage in conversations about what's right and wrong and what's sinful and what's yeah. not, but the way we do it. Yeah, if, the, if right. the fruits coming out of you um, are contrary to the fruits that the Bible clearly says should mm-hmm. be coming out of a Christian, then you, you need to step back and, and examine yeah. yourself. You need to check yourself. Right. And I agree that almost everybody I know, everybody I see that's heavenly give, heavily given over in the church to politics have bad fruit coming out of them. It's, it's anger. Yeah. It's divisiveness. It's self-righteousness. It's all these things that are completely contrary to who they say they belong to and follow. Yeah. Well, and I think they would say that they're Christ coming into the temple to, to knock the tables oh, yeah. over right. yeah. money changers. I think that's yeah. what they would, they, they would identify yeah. in that kind of a thing. That's, but yeah, I would just say I, angry I, Jesus. you need to ask yourself, what, what are you concerned about? Are you, what are you angry about? Is it about sin? Right. Is it about God's glory? Right. Or is it about your personal comforts right. and your personal rights? Right. Is, is this about... Because that's what or just I find. about you being right. Yeah, but I, I find <laughs> yeah. I find so much of the reason that people are up in arms right now about what's going on in our country is because the life that they know and love has is going away. Yes, it's all about them. Yes, more than it is about the glory of God and about sinners. You know, that yep. have to face. That's not. Right. And when, when Jesus went into the temple and did what he did, it was all about the glory of God. It was about sin that was taking place. For sure. And diminishing God's glory and, and the way that they were representing God. I For mean, sure. that was it. Yeah. So. And, and Jesus knows how to get angry properly. <laughs> he does. Right, right. His anger <laughs> yeah. is righteous. Our, our anger is not. <laughs> and and I, might, I might even say, too, like, you know, nowhere in the Bible does it tell us as Christians that we should be offended at sin, right? Uh, we, we should lead with, we should be heartbroken over sin. I mean, some of the things that are going on in our world are absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, right? pra- praise God when we were in the middle of our sinfulness before God came to us that... Um, that people didn't just get angry at us and look down at us because right. we were like, like praise God that you know the gospel came to us. Right. Like someone had enough love, you know, rather rather than anger to, yeah. to say, oh, you don't deserve this, but you well, need and, this. And we should be yeah. offended by sin, but not not necessarily offended by the sin. Offended by the sinner, yeah. Because we're not. We shouldn't be surprised that you know right. they're, they're they're doing what they do. I mean, that's what you know. Right. You know, sinner going to sin. Like abortion is heartbreaking. We should be heartbroken yes. over abortion. We should be heartbroken over just you know the gender and sexuality you know issues that are going on right now that are wrecking people's lives, um, and not not angry at those people, right? Well, I even think about how Jesus was when he was here. I mean, you know, the people he hung out with, the way that he he dealt with. He was hard on the Pharisees, the self righteous. Yeah. Um, but. You know, all throughout the Bible, there's, there's, um, you, you even see it in the way that the, the orphan and the widow, the, the helpless among us. I mean, there's always this kind of compassion of God to try to be understanding towards people and and to help people that need help. And um, there are people out there right now. You know, even the demonic. I was thinking about demon possessed people and how Jesus treated them. Um, we've got a lot of people that we call it mental illness right now. Uh, we don't know what it is exactly. Maybe it's mental illness. Maybe it's demon possession. I don't know. But the lack of compassion that we have towards people that we don't understand or that we don't agree with. It's kind of kind of sickening. It's yeah. not very Christ-like Agreed. at times. Agreed. And so, trying to find a way to sit down with somebody respectfully, humbly, understand them, 
um, have a conversation with them rather than just yell at them and tell them they're, you're evil and you're wrong sure. and you're going to hell or whatever it is that people are doing, but actually get to know somebody and engage them and hopefully share a gospel with them that will yeah. save them from the condition mm-hmm. that they're in. Who, who does the Bible tell us that our enemy is? Yeah. Or, or that who our enemy isn't, right? It's not flesh and blood. We, we don't battle against flesh and blood. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have a greater enemy than the people that are in front of us, and we have to be reminded of that. Is, uh, is uh, the old saying, hate the sin, not the sinner, a valid phrase? P- people don't like that phrase these days. <laughs> Well, people—it's like—it's like you know, um, don't don't hate me, but hate everything that defines me and everything I'm about. That's what I think. That's right. why people don't like the phrase. But I know I the heart—the right. heart of the phrase is, yeah, that's correct. You know, um, look beyond what they're doing to a lost soul that needs Christ, and yeah. and and hopefully pray that you'd have some compassion sure. because that's who we were. You know, that's again they right. go back to those verses. But such were some of you, right? And Christ had compassion on us. Yeah. No, I, I so. that that is that is I think I said this in a sermon not too long ago, like that is our big, our greatest evangelistic weakness is a lack of compassion for people. Like it's not, it's not these other things that we point at and say, this is, this is the reason I have a hard time evangelizing. You know, it's, it's directly related to a lack of compassion. Right. Yeah. We, we, we have a passion for winning or a passion for being right or a passion and even a passion for being angry at something. Right. Like, like we're that sinful that we even take joy sometimes in having an object to blame right. or, or be angry at. Right. right. Well, and I have a selfish passion to, to protect what's mine. Yeah, that too. And, you know, and, and I think that's where a lot of this stems from. Um, I'm a selfish person, and I want, I want, Brent. you know, I want no, my stuff. No, 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 you're not. I am. It's true. Anyway, and I see, I see that this is the, the heart behind it so much, yeah. you know. And if it were for the glory of God, I think it would look a whole lot different if that's what people were really concerned about. Yeah. It would come out. It would manifest itself much more like what we saw in Christ. Right. So. Well, I think we, we assign a nobility to um, <clears throat> adhering to whatever political agenda and fighting for that political agenda, you know, whether you're on the right or the left. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we undertake it as a noble cause to fight, you know, for the things that we believe in. Um, and then that kind of gets to the next question. So, so what is the good fight for Christians in the church, like the mm. good fight, uh, you know, for people who aren't Christians or aren't a part of the church, it makes sense that they would latch onto a political agenda and say, "This is my cause, and I'm yeah. going to undertake it." But, but what is the good fight for the Christian? The good <laughs> fight is, well, I, I think there's a couple ways we can go with this, but in context of what we're saying, it's the good fight is over souls rather than legislation, right? <laughs> so, so it's 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 over that which is going to affect an eternal reality and kingdom, yep. over that which is a, a temporal reality and kingdom. Um, so like it, we're, we're fighting for souls. It's obviously for the faith, you know, fighting the good fight and all that is, is keeping the faith. Um, so, so it's also dispensing the faith. It's also seeing other people come to faith. Right. Yeah. I would say if you're going to use that phrase, let's, let's look at the guy who said it and it's Paul's phrase. So it ought to resemble Paul's life. Yeah. And, And I don't see Paul, uh, he, Paul was apolitical. I would, I would actually say without question, if you look at what he was doing and what he was all about, he wasn't, you know, running into town and, and, and taking on the system, taking Peter on the man. Peter was too. Yeah. Actually, um, if you look at what any of the apostles have to say in the epistles, yep. it is, would be considered apolitical. Yeah. And that's my yeah. frustration with even using fra- this guy's using phrases and hashtags and, yeah. and saying you guys are being disobedient. It's like, was, was yeah. Paul disobedient? Yeah. Uh, or yeah. was he about the right thing? Let me let right me way. let yeah. me read what G, what Jesus had to say about politics. 
<laughs> Sorry. We have a moment of silence for what Jesus had to say about politics. Just cr- I wish I had like a cricket. <laughs> Turn to a blank page. <laughs> well, I mean, he did say things like render to Caesar what is Caesar. I mean, I think well, there's the idea that we would be good citizens, that we would that we would not, you know, but there's this idea, there's that, I hate that shirt that comes out, I see it all the time in my feed, that that one, I think it's reformed something in out of Idaho, death to tyrants. Yeah. And it's like a skull with a, so with a sword through the head. And, and it's this yeah. idea. And I, and, and I can see so many people getting excited about this thing. It, death is, to it tyrants. is a reformed um, reference. Yeah. So like you had, you know, when the reformation happened, you did have some of that, like um, there was more of a defiance with the pro- yeah. the protesters, the Protestant church at that time, wherever they were against, you know, the powers and authority. Right. Um, I saw part of what I read on, in Grudem's book, by the way, Wayne Grudem has a humongous book called Politics and Christianity or Politics in the Church, and it's pretty extensive, but I read a page in there where a lot of what he was referencing were reformers that were um, were the tyrant thing, you know, yeah. like this would be stupid for us to lay down to these guys, like get up and say what you need to say and do what you need to do, and, and it was a little bit brutal. Yeah, I've seen the one too, and maybe this is similar to what you've seen, uh, Obey God and Fight Tyranny. With, with that same graphic same idea. with the skull. But yeah, well, and same, again, same idea what they're defining is tyranny. Fighting tyranny is synonymous with obedience to God. Yeah, and, and there are times when we have to obey God and not man, and we all right. know that. And See we, that we, we would all we would all be clear we're, when yeah, we need to. Yeah. We would all be the first to, you know, to, yep. to do that. Um, but there are other times when it's not so clear cut, and you go to, you know. So right, not because of masks? You go to Romans pope 13. Pope <laughs> <laughs> like shutting down the church would be a good example. I mean, we did that to begin with because we didn't know what we were dealing with. If they asked us to do it again, I, we haven't had a meeting to talk about yeah, this, but I think probably we, wouldn't, I think probably we would have a very difficult time doing Agreed. that again. Yeah, um, because we saw, you know, we we now have a conviction that we we were learning as we went. Yep. that this is more important. We're obeying yeah. God yeah. by yeah. We'll by do it differently the yep. next time yeah. it comes around. You know, but it took us a while to kind of understand that. So, but again, it's not that's that's the heart behind that whole you know death to tyrants with a yeah. sword through the head. It's like what are you what are we Charged talking about? Capital. Yeah, yeah. What, what are we talking about here exactly? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's. A little overblown, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so, so the good fight for the Christian is is not a political fight. It's actually a representation of goodness, of of like the characteristics of God to our governments. Yeah. Like when you when you really survey, like compile the scriptures that we have that Peter talks about and that Paul talks about in Romans thirteen. When you compile those things, um, e- even what Paul talks about with Timothy and people in high positions and stuff, it's always a tone of a really really good representation. Yeah. Right. Always. Well, he even had ambassadors for Christ in his hashtags. And I thought, well, again, what is the context of that whole verse and understanding? Yep, right. It's that we're representatives of Jesus yes. here on earth. Yes. The reconciler. Yeah. The, yes. re- with, and the gospel is, is what we're reconciling people yes. to. You know, it's just yeah. like, what in are fact, we can even about? go on better. There's a huge theme in the epistles of, of us praying, like emphasizing leaders. And we're talking at their times when this stuff's written, like, not good ones, like, yeah, like not far, Christian ones. Far worse. Of of praying for them and actually ha- having a compassion right. for these for these tyrants, right? Um, yeah. And you don't you you don't see that at all today. You don't see that right. coming out of the church at all when they engage in politics. Like if that's not your guy, if he's not part of the right party, yeah. he is the devil's. And we don't even think about praying for this guy or hoping for good right. for this guy. And uh, that's direct. That's direct. That directly flies in the face of what we do absolutely yeah. have. In what, the Bible. what do you think it's like for God 
to, you know, back up a few years to hear, you know, the prayers for the previous president and fast forward to now to hear the prayers for the current president. So you'll, you'll always see And, and how different that those yeah. prayers must be. Yes. You will always right. see this trend in the midst of the assembly, right? Yeah. If there's a conservative in office, we're always going to be praying for the president. Right. If there's not, not even a thought. Right. Or, 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 or you know, pr- we're calling yeah. down fire, yeah. you know, on that, on that guy. Precatory, <laughs> you know, <laughs> judge this man. <laughs> we're like David, you know, depending yeah. on which psalm you're in. Right. Yeah. 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 Break his jaw. <laughs> if he were to trip down the steps tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so the good the good fight is not not political for the Christian. The good fight is a fight for souls uh, that, that supersedes um, politics and crosses the the boundaries yeah. uh, of politics. I mean, God God saves all kinds yes. uh, of people, and we as Christians and the church are here on earth to be His ambassadors and His representative. Yeah. The church is made up currently of once all kinds of people. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, you know, I think about First Peter uh, three fifteen, a passage that, that you guys know, but uh, it says that uh, in your hearts honor Christ as Lord, as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Right. So, so the message that we have is one of hope, and that we should always be prepared to talk about our hope. Uh, and it says to do it with gentleness and respect. And and that doesn't mean that there aren't times where like, right. the gospel is offensive, right? Um, in and of itself, without our help. Right. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, Christians are, are helping the gospel too much to be offensive. Yeah. Right? Jerks for um, Jesus. Right. And then calling it persecution. Right. And, and so, so we can't do anything about the offense that comes with the gospel in and of itself. That's just, that just comes with it. Um, but we're told uh, to talk about our hope and to do so with gentleness well, and well, respect. And the context of that opportunity in Peter that you just read. It's in the midst of suffering. Is in the midst of suffering. So so it indicates that, that you're under their thumb rather than trying to right. put them under your thumb. Right. 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 You're not rising up and crushing anything in that context. And then they're seeing the hope that you have in the midst of that yep. and saying, hey, what gives? Exactly. Yeah. Why are you hopeful right now? Exactly. And, and that's an opportunity for us as Americans right now who don't like what we're seeing in our country and who don't like the way things are going to, to, to instead of just being angry and whining and Kill them with kindness. You know, is to... Hopefully, yeah, yeah, you know, that they see the, the love and the hope that we have yes. in the midst of all of this, and they're drawn to Christ through Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they look at us and go, you shouldn't be responding that way. No. You yeah. should be responding this way. What the heck? Yeah. And it's like, oh, here's what yeah, the Yeah, you guys are losing. Why aren't you angry? Yep. Yeah. And some people are. Right. <laughs> and some people are going, you know what? It doesn't diminish my hope because yep. this isn't my home. Yep. That's that, that, So much of it comes down to that idea of where your home is, you know, where your treasure is, like we were talking yes. to a guy earlier. Um, if this is your treasure... Yeah, you know, America or, or whatever, then yeah, yes. I can understand why people are freaking out. Yeah. yeah. But if it's not, if yeah. we're just here part-time yep. on our way to our home yep. and we're trying to bring as many people as we can with us, if that's your mindset, then yep. none of this stuff really That's what I wrote in underline this morning is like that, like fundamentally, like it's, it's a, it's a fundamental like um, failure <laughs> to, to realize that we are foreigners here. Like that, we are aliens here. Yeah. Um, if we fail to realize that we are just passing through and we're foreigners and we're aliens and we, our, our our citizenship is somewhere else, not here. If we fail to recognize that, we will, and should be, completely caught up in what's going on here. And right. Now, right. And so yeah. it's it's not hard to see that it's a it's a lack of people understanding their or or maybe even believing where their citizenship 
yeah, citizenship. Absolutely. But the other lies. thing you mentioned before, and it's worth pointing out, is there's a couple of, of theologies that, that basically teach that we will Christianize the nations, that we will uh, we will usher in the kingdom by, by, by making post millennial, post millennial, yeah. and also Dominion theology, which is like the yeah, the, sure. the, the the NAR stuff, uh-huh. um, New Apostolic Reformation, Bethel. They have the same Very idea kingdom now of these seven yeah. mountains that we're going to conquer, um, and, and then when we when we conquer these things, then Christ returns. If that's your theology, then it makes sense that you would right. be all about politics because yeah. they, they I can't remember the list, but they think we're going to conquer. It was a lot of government, stuff. family, schools, religion, education, family. media, entertainment, business, and government. All of those things, Christians will conquer, mm-hmm. and and then Christ will come back. Well, if that's your goal, it changes everything you for do sure. in, in the way you think. So, right, for sure. But, but but I but I would I would say that's a small group of people that actually um, have that motive towards their interaction. When you look at the evangelical like um, landscape as a whole, like populace as a whole. These are the people that are banking on politics, and they don't have. No, they, the, they the, have the ironic thing is that they they all believe that they probably are pre-trib. Yeah. in their thinking, and so yes. they believe that everything is going to get worse. Yeah, when things get real yeah. bad, they get to they and get then, to get then, out then, of it. And then Jesus comes so what's back. Your yeah. So it's like, well, this is good, isn't it? If things are getting worse, doesn't that mean? But <laughs> right. anyway, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's our eschatology. The right one, <laughs> whatever that <laughs> is. We don't yeah. even know what it is. <laughs> right. I'm 25 percent this. I'm 40 percent that. Yeah. Um, so this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but probably worth bringing up. So, uh, you know, Tim Keller gets a lot of grief about his call for Christians to be winsome uh, in the world. But as it pertains to this discussion, like, is there something to be said about winsomeness? You may have to explain what winsome <laughs> is to me. Uh, engaging the Charming. culture. Oh, I, oh, I've heard the word. Oh. People, uh, you know, in a way, like sh- sharing our hope and doing so with kindness and gentleness and in a way to win people over, um, you know, to your way oh, of thinking, not, not win to fight or some. argue. <laughs> oh, there you go. I never I connected to those dots. I don't think that's it. But, but that's going to work for me. Yeah. I think it, it really comes down to, to this more of a respectful, humble, kind approach in our conversations yeah. to people than, than what we often see, uh, you know, Christians. Yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oftentimes, Christians, we, we lead with our, what we're offended by uh, when it comes to this, this uh, topic. I, I found that it's, you know, no matter, at the end of the day, we, we're not going to agree with people. And, and, and that's, you know, that's okay. But you can, you can reach your hand across the table to somebody uh, respectfully hear them, listen to them, try to understand why they think the way they do. Yeah. Um, engage them with the truth of the gospel, the truth of God's word. All of that can be done in a very, not always, but, but usually it can be done in a very loving, kind way to where we don't come across as a, as a wingnut extremist jerk. Right. And, and they, they understand and hear the truth of, you know, what the Bible, you know, where I'm coming from and why I believe the Bible, you know, and that's true of all of these cultural and they you know, conversations. If you do it that way. Maybe. Is right. this what's called the third way? Yeah, or third yeah. wayism, you know, is, is a phrase that gets thrown out What's there. the problem people are having with this right now? I think a lot of the people that are having a problem with it are, are people like this yeah, guy yeah, that yeah. wrote this post. Okay. That like, like the church needs to that stand up and, and maybe even say have a prophetic voice, which sure. I, I would agree with that in theory, kind of how that looks, you know, we might disagree on. Right. Um, you know, but, but they're saying that, you know, we, we need to, to fight for what's ours and fight for what's true and... Um, you know, and again, I wouldn't necessarily disagree in general with with those sentiments, uh, but there's a way to approach these issues. Well, and again, what are we talking about when we talk about like fighting for what's ours? Like, are we talking about our guns? <laughs> talking about, like what? Like what kind of stuff are we talking about? Because right. a lot of Christians are talking about these things, sure, that have nothing to do with Christianity. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
And so, so as we engage in the good fight, the good fight is for souls, and, and we ought to do so in a way that, that is hopeful, that's kind, that's gentle, that's respectful. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like at, like at what point does the church speak kind of truth to power is a phrase that's out there a lot. Um, but, but at what point you know, does the church need to stand up and have a prophetic voice speaking to some of the hot-button issues of our day? Well, I mean, Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That, that's, that's the message of the gospel. Yeah. Uh, we are called to, to, yeah. to, you know, that is the message we bring. Yeah. Um, so, so it's not like we're saying you can't talk about sin or tell somebody that what they're doing is, is grievous to God or any of that. We, we are called to do that as Christians. Yeah. It comes back down to the answer. Do we see the answer as a political answer? We can legislate morality. We can, right. we can find a way to get people to, to, you know, bend the knee through politics or is it through the gospel? Mm-hmm. And, and we believe it's through the preaching of the gospel. Yep. Unless somebody's heart is transformed and changed, this isn't going to get fixed. That's the answer. Yep. Amen. So... Yeah, and I would also go back to also, um, like, it's good for us to stand up for what is right. Like, our, yeah. our Lord did that. Like, he, he spoke in terms of, like, moral perfection, <laughs> right? Right. He's showing us what righteousness looks like, and he's pro that. Like, he's for that. It's okay for us to do that when it comes to life um, and marriage. It's okay for the church to do that. It really comes down to how we do it again. Like, it, like how we do it matters. And I do agree that the, the biggest change needed to cause any kind of a long-term change is a heart change. It needs to be f- transformation from the inside, which works its way out, not the other way around. But the way we do it, the way that we challenge what's happening and speak a, a, a perfect morality or whatever, you know, is it matters how we right. do that. Let's one, lead with love. Right. One of the things this, this guy says in, his, uh, in the post is about the church standing toe-to-toe with evil. <laughs> What, what do you think about that statement? Well, I mean, that's what Jesus did. That's who Jesus is. He stood toe-to-toe sure. with evil. He crushed. I mean, he, this is done. Did, did so Jesus much of this, crush sinners, or did he, he crush one being? Not, he snuffed sinners, He right? snuffed the punk. <laughs> he, right. he did, yeah. In, in multiple ways. But he crushed sin and death. I mean, yeah. and, and so it's like, well, you know, the victory's won. You know, we, we, can, we can take heart in it. So what did Christ accomplish at the cross? Uh, you know, it's— well, Sunday. Yes. I mean, what, 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 what are we all going to be celebrating Sunday? Yeah. We're going to be celebrating the ultimate defeat of those things which right. once held sway over us. Right. Right. Jesus did it. Single-handedly. And, and did that victory initially look like a victory? Uh, no, it looked like a defeat. It looked like a defeat, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, tomorrow night we're going to talk. It's going to look like a defeat. Yeah. But, Sunday but morning I guess we're that's the, know the point is that his, his kingdom has been established. Now, we're in between times right now, and, and we don't necessarily like all that's still going on in the world. But this is a done deal. Uh, and, and this is the hope of us. So, so our our mission really is to try to get as many people to come into that kingdom as possible, not try to turn this into the kingdom. Yeah. You know, again, if you're post mill or, or Dominion theology, I, I sure. see where they would argue that maybe. But I think most of us would say, yeah, we're just fighting the wrong we're fighting the wrong battle at times. Yeah. yeah and I think I think we would probably all agree about you know post mill and Dominion theology. Like that's a that's a stretch to make a strong biblical argument. Yeah. You know, for those, we those cases, right? <laughs> I'm trying to be gracious and yeah. how I trying to be winsome and how I say this. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, those are just theologies that we wouldn't subscribe to, right? right? Well, and again, uh, the other thing that I would just point out is this: this also comes down to your view of the sovereignty of God. Yeah. Um, if you believe in the sovereignty of God the way we do, um, we don't get wrapped around the axle over all of this yeah. stuff because He is accomplishing His plan. He is accomplishing His purpose. The cross. Um, you know, is is the defining point in history where it was, you know, it's done, it's yeah. finished, and we're we're seeing things play out right now. And again, the gospel is something we're supposed to be about as Christians. 
for sure. But but if God's in control, He's in control. Yeah, absolutely. So, are, are you looking something up? Yeah, there? just the the whole kingdom thing, you know, and what's going on because we were talking about, you know, the fact that that Jesus is the one who has gone toe to toe, but He's even He's even continuing even post um, death and and resurrection and everything that that He provided there. Um, he's still the one going toe to toe until he makes yeah. his enemies his footstool. I was just thinking of 1 Corinthians 15, <laughs> seeing as though, you know, um, Sunday's coming, um, where it, it talks about all this, uh, that um, Christ is the, is the first fruits, speaking of, you know, the, the resurrection. Um, then it is coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign, so he's reigning. Here's the sovereignty component. Even now, yeah. even though there's still evil, he's still reigning. He must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. So he he's the one who's going toe to toe with things that are above our pay grade. Um, but he's also reigning at the same time. Like he is over them, and he he will be victorious. What do you like, what, do, bro? What <laughs> is he the ultimate swamp drainer? <laughs> alligator <Whoa>. wrestler <laughs> no i mean it's like that's really what yeah. he's describing there is there's yeah. going to come a point where he's going to handle this yeah, yeah. and that's the, the and that's our hope far bigger than washington yeah, yeah. yes right. I, I mean that, and ultimately <laughs> isn't that our hope yeah you know the christian doesn't have to walk around downcast or downtrodden or you know with you know hanging your head low and all this we have every reason to hope right now yeah. jesus is alive his kingdom is coming yes and that's our home. That's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. Well, and and I, I think a lot of people's problem is they do they do have like a misunderstanding, like a bad theology when it comes to sovereignty and the yeah. and the the doctrine of God's sovereignty. Now, um, when we see things get bad, we we tend to think, oh my gosh, God doesn't want this to happen. Right. We need we need to go crusade for Him and pick up the slack. And, right. and so like, if we have a, a bad like just a just a wrong view of sovereignty of God, we are going to come to wrong conclusions, which will result in bad interactions yeah, <laughs> on yeah. this earth. Um, I saw a rad quote by a, a guy named, have you guys ever heard of uh, Abraham Kuyper? Yeah. He was kind of like a... It's a good Dutch okay. guy or something. So I lo- this quote is, there, there is not one square inch oh, I love this. of creation over which the Lord Christ does not cry it is mine. Yep. And that means now. That means today. Yeah. With the guy in the White House that's in the White House and the things going on around us and legislature changing and evil becoming louder and more accepted and like that is now. Yep. Every square inch of what is um is his. Yeah. Amen. So uh so we're in the home stretch here. So um what power and authority has been given to the church? Dang. I don't even want to answer this one. You're talking binding and loosing? No, no I wasn't going. I, I was thinking more, uh, uh, more well, Acts chapter well, one. Why don't you? Oh, okay. Let's not talk you know. about that. <laughs> well, I was like, that's a that whole other thing. No, no, that might be another podcast for another day. The you know, yeah, binding and loosing wow. and keys to the kingdom. Oh, you that. take you take that one. But but you know, Acts chapter one, when when the, when the Holy Spirit comes, you know, they're told to go wait, right? And they wait, and the Holy Spirit comes uh, that they'll be given power to do what? Right. To to be Christ's witnesses. Yeah, sure. Through, throughout the world, right? Well, that's that's yeah. the power that's been given through the Holy Spirit. Romans 1 as well, you know, yeah. that 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it yeah. is the power of God yes. to salvation. Yeah. You know, it is the message that saves. That's the power that yeah. that's Second the ultimate Corinthians power five, the ministry of reconciliation has right. been given to us. Like it's been, right. it's been passed to us, which is the same thing. It's basically, we are the witnesses that testify of the power of God unto salvation. Yeah. Um, so we're like the means. Yeah. Of, Even the greater works, working. greater works will they do than me. You know, it yeah. really comes down to the preaching of the gospel. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So and Christ hasn't, hasn't given political power or authority to the church. That's what they wanted though. Right. But that, that's what, that's what we still want, right? It's what they wanted then. It's what we want now and what we fight for now. Um, but that's not the power and authority that Christ has given to the church in the world. And I think we would do well to remember that, that we have power to be his witnesses. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, in the quote too, the, uh, the post, the guy mentions to being about the father's business. And I think we've kind of already really answered this, but like, what is the father's business? Just to say it clearly. Yeah, again, it comes down to the Great Commission. I think when you look at Jesus's life, he was always about the Father's business, and he was, and they wanted him to be the political leader. That's what they, yeah. they the zealots wanted him to go and you know conquer yeah. and and take over, and he will. He just didn't that time. And so while we're here, until that time comes, our, our marching orders are pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Great Commission is what we're about. Yeah. Well, uh, and you know, it's clear from our scriptures that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. Yeah. Like that's that is His business. Yeah. Is is um is that he's reconciling things that were once far away. Right? And now he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. And now he's yeah. given that to so us. That's what an ambassador of Christ is. He's handed us that baton and say... Well, and that's what kids do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kid, kids do what their father does, <laughs> you know? And, and so we're about our father's business, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. It's funny to think that we were talking to a guy before the podcast about something, and, and we would be accused by the people like, you know, this guy that wrote this, that we are so heavenly-minded that we're no uh-huh. earthly good. And, and, you know, the idea is that if you were, if you weren't so heavenly minded, you would be, you'd be about this stuff. You'd be trying to make changes on earth, make the world a better place, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I would say that, you know, we're so heavenly minded that, that we're actually, you know, all about seeing people come to that kingdom. Right. That's, that's our motivation is. Well, we, we saw that this morning before we started. Yeah. We had this dude sitting in our office that's <laughs> dying. Right. Yeah. And, um, like he's beaming with. The joy of knowing God and knowing that God knows him. Yeah. And it was it was kind of like, can we just sit here for a few minutes? Right. Like maybe maybe we can be late today yeah. with our podcast. <laughs> like there, there's this this thing that's like, I, I want that. Yeah. Like I want what this guy has. And and it's real. It's not yeah. fake. It's not yeah. something that you manufacture or go, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend to be yeah, like it wasn't this. Just like, lip service. It's real. This guy it's, believes this theology. It's genuine. <laughs> and and it is really a result of a reality of him being so heavenly minded that no matter what's going on down here, it doesn't shake him. He's unshakable yeah. in what he knows he has up there. Right. And that that's nothing to poo-poo. Well, no, and, and, and again, all he wants to do right now is see other people experience the joy of the Lord yep. that he has, yeah. that they meet Jesus and be reconciled to him. He doesn't, I mean, I wouldn't say he doesn't care to lick about the rest of this stuff, but I mean, this isn't the stuff he's consumed by. Nope. Right. He, all he's consumed by he's is, consumed with like, Christ. I want people to know what I know and have who I have and, and go where I'm going. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that, shouldn't that be, shouldn't that define yeah. the what church? What a horrible thing. Shouldn't that yeah. define Christ? Yeah, let's write an Christian? article against that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah, we've already kind of addressed this too. I mean, does the church need to rise up and crush anything? No, you know, Jesus has already crushed the thing, the, the person that needed right. to be crushed, right? And He's secured that victory. And so, you know, when, when that's at the forefront of the church's mind to, right. to rise up and crush, to crush our opponents and to crush our enemies, um, you know, did, did Jesus crush his enemies? No, he crushed the enemy, right. the enemy of enemies, but he didn't crush. Um, you know, like he died for and gave his life for those who were his enemies. While we were his enemies, he died for us, right? Yeah. 
and we would do well as a church to remember that about Christ do, as well. Don't you think this is like it, it's okay that people want to be activists in my mind? Like it, it's it's good to see like a fire under people to want to make a difference. Sure. The problem is we just we're just focused on being activists in the wrong right ways. Yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> well, and, and so and so this is what we've been talking about is what what is the child of God to be about? What is the church to to be activistic on? And it is the gospel going out to right. people who currently don't know it and have it. Like be act, be an activist there. Right. And and if people just did that, were able to just focus on that path of activism, it would actually automatically change the way they approach the other ones. Right. <laughs> right? Because the strategies are so polar opposite, you know, and then we can call them apolitical. So, so what, what, would you, what, would you, what would you say to Christians then who have a desire to engage in the cultural wars? Like how, how, how do we do that as Christians in a way that, that honors God? We've, we've kind of touched on this already, but, um, you know, just for those that might be sitting in the chairs who are, you know, given over to politics, maybe in, a, in an unhealthy sort of way, what would you say to those people about how to move forward uh, engaging the issues of our day? I mean, I think the, the one is just ask yourself the question, why? Um, is it for the glory of God and the salvation of souls, or is it to make the society that you're more comfortable with? Yeah. And, and I think most people, it's to make a society they're more comfortable right. with, and that's you know, and that's not at the end yeah, of the day. To that's continue to make our bed here. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's, that's yeah. a pretty selfish view. But if if your heart is to to see people come to Christ and see God glorified in it. That changes the whole way you it approach changes. it. Yeah, it changes absolutely. everything. Yeah. So I love that. I saw this D.A. Carson quote. He said, we must not become people who denounce but do not weep, nor those who weep but never denounce. Too much is at stake both ways. And so that's if good. we don't have a broken heart over sinners that are hellbound and we don't have a broken heart over sin that's grieving to God, it's going to come out in a, in a really odd, you know, yeah. this, is, this is kind of crucial. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, amen to that. Yeah. All right, well, that gets through my list. Any, any other final thoughts or things that you guys want to talk about? That was hardcore. I would encourage Are anybody there any death that... death threats? Or... Uh, <laughs> we, we did get a thumbs down. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know at what point it, I just looked up and there did it was. So I don't say know. apolitical is not a thing? No, okay. nobody said that. But we did get three thumbs up to one thumbs down, but we don't, don't normally get thumbs down, so that's kind of odd. Well, it's not surprising. <laughs> I'm hoping um, it was just an accident. <laughs> if they could thumbs down again, they probably would. But, uh, no, I, we, we know that this is one of those things that we've, we've taken heat over um, over the years. And I, and I know there's people out there that um, probably would like to d- dive into this conversation a little yeah. bit more, perhaps, yeah. to understand where we're coming from and why. Yeah. And we'd welcome that. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're learning as we go, but but again... Yeah, I think our, our, our heart in all of this is clear is that we want to, to honor our, our father, be about his business and, yeah. and see more people come into the kingdom. Yeah. Um, but I can see why somebody, especially with the theology that we, some of the theologies we've mentioned would think we're completely wrong in, in this. So, right. um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could see how even what we said today could come off as soft or even woke to yeah. some other Christians. That's, that's like we're, word, we're calling uh, everything woke now in the church that d- isn't as, angry as they are right <laughs> about the state of things and so that that's fine you know i guess you could call paul and peter woke and you know whatever um but again like we're trying to we're trying to look at this not feel everything that we're feeling in here um to respond to what's out there well and i would challenge people just go back and read the early church you know the writings of the early church <laughs> don't read the reformers um no no read read, read your bible <laughs> read read what the early church was going through look at who is in control I mean, you're talking Nero. You're talking gnarly yeah, leaders, bad, bad evil. <laughs> a lot of evil going on around. And and what was the early church about? 
Was that were they trying to transform culture through politics, right. or were they trying to transform culture through the gospel? Right. And, and again, I, I, it's it's just clear. Yeah. So again, doesn't mean that we don't vote. Doesn't mean that we don't write our congressman if we if we think we are you know there, there's things we can be doing that are that yeah. are you know within our rights and yeah. and probably you know going to be helpful. Yeah. Um, but again, the ultimate answer is Christ. Yeah. Yep. Amen. And what, and the neat thing is that every time the government won, which was continuous through the early church. <laughs> um, the church, like, not only, um, like, cowered, but multiplied, right? It's kind of like gremlins. Like, it's like putting water <laughs> on a gremlin, you know? Like, they just, it, it went out farther, and it just got bigger. So um, that, and so, so, so again, thing, like, yeah. we also need to keep in mind, the, like, what defines victory for the Christian, right? Yeah. Um, and where that happens, right? No, what's going on right now in our own country could be the best thing for the church. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, if we believe our theology, he said the gates of hell aren't going to prevail against my church, and that's true. Yep. So he's, he's probably right. Yeah, I think he's, he's right. Probably right. Probably and we're, we're already seeing we're already seeing some good <laughs> things. We're seeing, uh, you know, uh, kind of maybe some defining turn or some you know finding out who's who yep. in all of this. Uh, we're seeing people that are that are desperate for Christ and those who are just kind of tourists that have never really been. I mean, this has already been helpful in many ways. Yeah. Um, so. Well, good. That's probably a good note to end the podcast on. So uh, we made it. Hopefully, uh, everyone was encouraged. Uh, but definitely, if you have questions or want to talk about this further, we're uh, we're open to it. So just cool. let us know. One of you fellows want to pray for us? Sure. Uh, Father, we thank you for uh, what you've accomplished through Christ. Uh, we thank you that uh, we can take heart and be hopeful in, in what's coming, the kingdom that you have established and that we will be a part of right now. And we pray that uh, we would. Uh, live in a, in a way as ambassadors to try to draw as many people to that kingdom as possible. Um, so uh, just give us hearts of compassion for people. Uh, help us to, to, to walk and, and live, um, you know, like we saw the early church walking and living and, and doing the things that we, um, you know, they're, they're difficult, but Lord, um, it's the means you've given us, the Great Commission, to go out and make disciples of all nations. So give us a heart for that, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. Smash that like button. Send your money to our Patreon. No. <laughs> I'm going to hit the button. finish button now after that. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org. Thank you.